you are listening to the Spiritual Warrior Coach with Barbara Sabin, the podcast for discovering how powerful your wisdom, compassion, and courage is. Get ready to join Barbara and her guests as they explore and offer you advice on how to reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. And now, here's the host of the show, Barbara Sabin. Well, thank you for joining me today, and welcome to the Spiritual Warrior Coach Podcast. I am your host, Barbara Sabin, and I am here to help you reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. I am a certified clinical medical hypnotherapist, Reiki master, and teacher, energy healing specialist, life coach, and best-selling author of Gentle Energy Touch, The Beginner's Guide to Hands-On Healing. You know, I've been helping my clients for over 35 years, and the older I get, hmm, the more wisdom seems to come through. So isn't it time that you believe in yourself? You know, your mind is going to provide you with your greatest challenges in life because it's so very, very powerful. So let's use that mind for positive thinking, creating harmony, balance, peace, love, happiness, and anything else that you're hot desires, because one day the world will tap you on your shoulder and say, this is your time to shine. And speaking about shining, boy, I'm going to bring my guest on right now. How are you, Corby? <laughs> Doing wonderfully. Thanks for asking me on the show, Barbara. Oh, my pleasure. So let me tell my listeners a little bit about you. Corby Mitlid, right? Mitlide. Mitlight, okay. She is a certified Tara master, psychic medium, teacher, and ordained minister. And she's been reading for over 50 years and is a full-time intuitive counselor with clients worldwide. And Robert Schwartz features her work as a channel and past life expert in his breakthrough series on calmer and pre-birth planning, Your Soul's Plan, your soul's gift, and your soul's love. And as an author, her self-help volume, Clean Out Your Life Closet, encourage you to write down your own story of change based on your history, your life experiences, and your personal goals. And her book, The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, and you've got the magic, Who Needs a Genie? deals with how to use psychic counseling wisely and to be a successful part of the holistic expo community from the professional side of the aisle. And Corby's abilities include tarot and tarot card readings, spiritual mm -hmm. intuitive counseling, past life retrieval, mediumship, and spirit guide conferences. Wow. Welcome. <laughs> I, I will say I, I looked over your book. I read a lot of it. And I said to myself, finally, someone has written a book based on how to choose a good psychic. I mean, I, I have to commend you for that. And we're going to get into your book also. But first, I, I guess my, my question is, how did you actually get into all this? Okay, that's what I cheerfully call my 30-second elevator speech. When I was nine, I read a book called The Witch Family by Eleanor Estes, and I thought, wow, there's magic in the world. I want to go find it. In 1973, when I was a senior in high school, they had the James Bond 007 tarot deck at Spencer Gifts, and I bought it because we were all hippies then. So for 20 years, I read for friends, making sure that I would keep my ego out of the way so the messages would be clear. All of a sudden in the early 90s, I could do hands-on healing and talk to dead people with no training. That's when I hung out my shingle. But when I watched the towers burn on 9-11, I said to my husband, look, I'm going to need to do this work full time. People will need to know there are other answers out there. He said, I believe in you, go do it. So since then, this is full time, six days a week. I read about a thousand people a year and I get to get up in the morning. I don't have to get up in the morning. That's key. Yes. Wow. So it's been in you. So you probably were born in this abilities with the abilities. Oh, we all are, Barbara. That's mm -hmm. the whole point. Uh, the way I explain it is we all have 10 fingers. 
all of us can pick out chopsticks if we really concentrate. Some of us love music. We learn to read it. We practice. We get pretty good. One in a hundred million is Elton John, but we all have 10 fingers. So yes, we are all born with the ability. It's just, do you want to tap into it? Right. And, and unfortunately for many of us, life, uh, brings us down and then we get out of it. And then something usually happens to us that we finally hopefully get back into it. Yes, that is exactly right. I know like for myself, I was bullied so much as a child because my grandma was a healer. So I, but I was bullied so much that I, it was time to say goodbye to it. And then of course, as you, I started aging and all of a sudden becoming ill, that's when I finally got back into my abilities. So it's amazing how things just, uh, hopefully we find our purpose and passion in life. Let's put it that yes, way. Absolutely. So I, I got to talk about your book because this is the first book that I've ever read on psychic abilities that actually tells you how to pick a good psychic because I know out there, there's a lot of good a lot of bad and whatever else you want to call them. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I guess my question to you is, uh, what, what made you write this book? There was a specific incident 15 years ago, maybe. I was doing a very large psychic expo in Toronto, Ontario, 250 booths. And wow. no matter how good the promoters are, when you've got 250 booths, you can't vet everyone. So across the aisle from me was one of the fake gypsies. And we, uh, a bunch of us watched a woman walking down the aisle, looking at all of the booths and the fake gypsy comes running out from her booth, grabs the woman and says, oh, you no need to pay 30, 40, $50. I read your palm for 10, come. Drags her into the booth, 20 minutes later, we see the woman leaving, crying hysterically. And a bunch of us ran over here. What happened was wrong. The gypsy said to her, oh, you have a family curse. How many in your family? Four? You have dog? $50 every family member, 25 for dog, he picks. And told the woman if she didn't burn 400 specially blessed candles at the Roman Catholic Church, I bless real good, only $1 candle. Her entire family was going to die in a car accident in two weeks. And she bought it. So since then, when I have done expos, I very often have taught people, I have two lectures, one is called Psychics 101, the good, the bad, and the Cleos, as in Miss Cleo, and the other is Psychics 102, how to prep for a great psychic experience. When people know what we can do, what we can't, and how to use that information, it's better for them and it's better for us. Yeah, now... I, I know people also, some of my clients that actually were, um, you know, scammed into spending one, two, three thousand dollars. Yes. And, and, they, and I said to them, what, why did you do this? Because again, that the fake psychic kept mm -hmm. on, you know, telling them, well, uh, in order to remove, as you said, like the curse, uh, you need to come back or you have to do this. So you have to do that. And for the life of me, I could not understand why they did that. But I guess she frightened them so much that something bad was going to happen to them that they decided to do it. That's exactly right. Um, the people who do these kind of scams have done them for so long. They know exactly what to say. They know how to cold read, which is eliciting information from you so that they can make a, an educated guess. And once they have your trust, mm -hmm. then they spring this on you. Yeah. And they may only do it for a, a little bit in the beginning, but then they'll have you coming back and coming back and coming back. And the price always goes up. Yeah. And so does the problem. You know, so after a dozen times, it's yes, your entire family will die in a car accident if you don't pay me $6,000 today so I can ward off the demons. Ward off the evil. I know. Please. You know, it, it's funny with my clients. Uh, I, I do energy healing work and they'll ask me after a session, when do you feel I need to come back? And I look at them. I mean, I could easily say you could come in a week or two weeks. And I tell them, you'll know when you need to come back. 
That's exactly right. People always ask that. And the way I explain it to them is if you come to me and we do a reading and a month later you come back and say, I did everything that we talked about and now things have shifted. It's great, but I need to know how to work with that shifting. Of course, you can come see me. But if you even just see me once a year, but it's always the same questions and I'm always telling you the same thing. After three times, I'm like a good bartender and I cut you off. You're wasting your money and my time. Yes. Well, that's a good person. I mean, that I do the same. That's called being a professional, Barbara. And yeah. We mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And it's not taking advantage because mm-hmm. I need to sleep, you know, with my head on the pillow without any situation at night, knowing that I've done the right thing to that for that person. Yes. Yes. Um, bad or unearned money is bad energy and you just don't want it. No, no, you don't at all. Now, you know, to getting back to bad things, when a person goes for a reading and if a psychic sees something that is not bad, should they tell them? Depends uh, on how they do it. And it, yeah. it depends on what it is. Um, the deal I have with my guides is I will never see somebody's death because we have more than one exit point. We have four or five possibilities. We could die of a high fever at four and a car accident at 18 and a mugging at 35 and falling out a window at 52 and prostate cancer at 90. As we come up to these places, our soul looks and says, have we done everything we need to do? If the answer is yes, you go. And if it isn't, you keep hanging on until that last point when you leave. Yeah, you know, and, and I that's a I a hundred percent agree with you. Cause I even tell some of my clients, you know, like one of my clients uh came to me. Now, mind you, she's 89 years old now. The mm-hmm. psychic told her she would die uh when she's 87. Now, I when we did our session, which was quite a few years ago, I said to her, I want you to delete that thought from your mind because who no, we no one knows when your soul is ready to say goodbye. Oh, please. I had the same experience. 11 years old on the Ventnor, New Jersey boardwalk. And a gypsy told me I was going to die when I, when I was 89. I've always remembered that, but I have flipped it to say mm-hmm. at age 89, I will review my contract to see if I still want to stay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I know higher self and I will have this discussion. Yeah. I know. And so, yeah, that, that's what bothers me with some, some, you know, uh, people, the psychics that they do that. Now, let me ask you a question. How, how would, um, how does somebody know that the person they're going to is actually a good psychic? Well, um, there are seven keys that I talk to, uh, talk, to explain people, this is how you work it. And the word is psychic. And each one of those letters stands for something. Mm-hmm. The first P is for professionalism. What is a professional psychic? It's someone who respects general social conventions. They don't meet you at the door in a bikini or a bathroom. They respect you and they respect other intuitives in their field. And whatever you would expect from a lawyer, expect it from your psychic. Your business is kept confidential. Appointments are kept. You know how much this is going to cost ahead of time. Your information is not gossiped about. Mm-hmm. S stands for sharing references. Always get references on your chosen psychic. A lot of us have the testimonials on our websites. If we see you at a psychic fair, we'll have books with comments that have been written. Don't be afraid to ask a professional intuitive for some people that you can directly talk to. We all have two or three people that say, yeah, give them my phone number, I'll tell them about you. It's easy. Why is you are in charge of your life? The psychic should never tell you that you're cursed, that you have bad luck, and that somebody like the psychic has to get you out of all these problems. Not true. Remember that even the best of us are only 85% accurate. The only one 100% accurate is God, and he's not doing private readings this week. So when you get the information and you should always get a recording of it from us, you look and say, well, this looks like it was correct. This is way off. Not sure about this one. I'll shelve it for a couple of months and see what happens. Because sometimes we will see things you don't expect. One of my favorite stories about that, again, in Canada, I read for a woman 
And I saw a couple of challenges that I told her about. She gets up, she says, you suck. And she walks away, well, okay, fine. Who's the next person in my chair? The next time I come up to Canada with that woman, she says, last time I said you sucked. I said, yes, I remember. Because you told me that I was probably going to take it a border and then I'd want to sell my house. And I thought that was all bull. But my daughter got pregnant and moved home. And now I'm going to sell my house to raise my grandson. And I still don't like you, but I want to know what else you see. Don't shoot the messenger. Okay. Yeah. Um, see us for charges. We deserve to get paid if we're reasonably accurate, uh, professional, compassionate, kind. You should not have to pay for a reading that's really, really off. What's a reading like that? If you're my age, 67, and you're postmenopausal and childless, if the psychic says to you of your four children, it's your youngest who's going to take care of you in your old age, they're not connecting. And you have a right to say, I'm sorry, Madam Hoo-ha, you're not connecting. I'd like my money back, please. You cannot say, well, I've never heard of the past life you just gave me, and I don't know that spirit guide. You're just going to have to trust us on that one. Okay. Um, H is for here. I can fix anything for a price. Those are things like, no, we cannot raise, you know, lift a curse, get a job for you that you don't deserve, make your neighbor move away, make somebody leave their boyfriend, girlfriend and come over to you. No. And no, we're not going to give you the lottery numbers. As far as that goes, I say me first. And if your psychic is not at least driving a Lexus, how do you know they know? Yeah, exactly. That's funny. I is for inappropriate actions. Mm. They shouldn't tell you that you're cursed. You do not show them your bank account or give them your jewelry to bless, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You ignore them if they say, "Well, I knew you in a past life, so now you owe me this money." Blah blah blah. If they say, "Well, my belief system is right, and you're damned unless you believe like that," no. And if you're just coming off a bad relationship and the psychic makes moves on you, all I can tell you is this. You wouldn't sleep with your shrink and you wouldn't sleep with your priest and you wouldn't sleep with your doctor. Why would you sleep with your psychic? You fall in love with this, great. Get married, have lots of indigo children, but find somebody else to read for you because we can't be accurate if our ego's in the way. And the last C is for connections. If we've had a good connection with you, please tell other people about us. If the connection wasn't good, give us some constructive criticism. We're always willing to learn. And in a nutshell, those are your seven keys for making sure you find a good reader. You know, no one has ever, ever explained that like that. Thank you so much. Word, words are my drug of choice, Barbara. I mean, for me, writing and explaining and talking is everything. So. Mm -hmm. No problem. And, and, and everything you said is resonates 500% with me. And it, it's the truth. It really yeah. feels it is the truth. So let me ask you, um, when someone goes to a psychic, should they like ask questions or does a psychic just talk it to them? It depends on the psychic. Um, my dear friend, the late, great Allie Cheslett, who lived up here in Albany, New York, and we called her Chatty Kathy of the Dead. You sit down with her, it's like pushing a button and Allie would just take off. But you never knew what you were going to get, whether it's your dead people or whatever. I prefer working more deep dish because I have very detailed readings. For instance, when you sit down with me, I'm going to say to you, what's the most important thing you want to walk out of here knowing? Because if we have an even an hour's reading, I may not cover everything. And if I go with your life encyclopedia from A to R and you wanted what was it T, you're going to go, ah, she didn't tell me anything. If you go blank on me, I go Brooklyn on you and go, darling, what's biting your butt? Because everybody knows what that is. So let's say you said, I want to know about romance. First thing I'm going to ask, got somebody or want somebody because those are two different spreads. If you have someone, we do a spread for that person and you, plus we look at the karma underneath. If it's where the hell is he or she or they, then I actually use two decks. One of them I have from John Gray, the guy who wrote Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. We pull your karma, what you need to look for, what they need to have. And then I do a month by month for three years to see where people are coming in. 
So if you just say, well, I want to know about romance, but I'm not telling you anything. I can give you some vague information, but I can't give you anything that's useful. See that difference? Oh, yeah. And probably people don't see that or they don't mm -hmm. understand that. No, they don't. But it's one of the ways, you know, I will never recommend a psychic I haven't had a reading with myself simply because I want to send my clients to those I trust. And there was a woman, um, she's dead 10 years now. She was from Detroit. She was on the circuit with me. And I said, everyone says she's so good. I want a reading with her. Put my hands on hers. And the first thing she comes out with is, you're so lonely. There are no men in your life, blah, blah, blah. I'm wearing my wedding ring. I'm happily married. So this is someone that obviously is saying from her ego, not truth. Um, on the other hand, there had been people that have told me stuff that did not seem like it was really going to happen at the time. And then five months later, there it is. There it is. So yeah. those are people I would recommend. And it's also, if you will, bedside manner. Are they kind? Are they funny? Are they straight arrow? Are they glurpy purple with angels? What's glurpy purple with angels? Well, as you can tell, I'm a New Yorker. We're just like, in your face. I know. <laughs> glurpy purple with angels. And out in California, you probably see a lot of this. Hi, my name is Little Dancing Raccoon. And here's my spirit guide, Arctic Bear. I'm sorry, that I'd get up and that's not me. Some people need that mm -hmm. syrupy sweetness. Not me. Mine is here are your opportunities and how to grab them. Here's the tough stuff and how to get through it or around it. Here's your toolbox. Go rock and roll. So realize also we're going to all have different bedside manners, if you will. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. um, some people who really need the gentle stuff, they don't like me. And some people who just want it right in the face, I'm their favorite person. So that's <laughs> the that you need uh -huh. to check on. Yeah. Right? Someone may have a great, um, reputation but if you don't feel comfortable comfortable sitting with them and just lowering your shields and being there they're not your psychic no matter how good they are now do you feel like someone um can go to a psychic and actually the psychic not be able to read them oh yeah it happens to me but will the psychic admit it that's the key when i put out cards and they make no sense and i've been you know, I'm a certified tarot master. I've been reading for 50 years. Or you ask me for a past life and I see your Akashic record book and it's just flipping and flipping and I see nothing but blank pages. Or you ask me to speak to your dead aunt Mabel and there's no answer to the phone. I will tell you, I am so sorry, but I am not connecting with you. I'm apparently not your reader. And I'll give them their money back. And um, I'll tell them, you know, you might want this person, this person, this person. But I'm also allowed to refuse to read you. Example, woman sat down with me and said, I want to know where my husband is sleeping with his mistress. I said, I'm sorry, I don't do remote spying. Oh, well, how many people has he slept with? I'm sorry, Mrs. Cooperson, I don't do remote spying. Jeez, all right. Well, listen, is he sick? Is he going to die soon so I can get his money? And I turned to my front person. I said, Laura, I'm not able to connect with Mrs. Cooperson. Please give her her money back. But I did not suggest to her where else she could go. Where else she could That's go. just a client who doesn't respect other people's boundaries and why would I want to send that to a psychic I liked but there are psychics out there that it would be they would definitely take advantage of that yeah there are there are it's why mm -hmm. a lot of us have such a bad rep a lot of us are people are scared of us um a lot of people don't take us seriously people will stand in front of me at my booth at a psychic fair and say, okay, tell me something you couldn't know about me. And if you're right, I'll have a reading with you. And I look at them and I smile and I say, I'm sorry, I don't roll over and fetch either. And I turn my back and they do not get a reading. No, no. There was another person, I was eating lunch. I give myself a 15 minute break every two hours. And he leans over to the table and he pushes my food and he says, you don't need to eat right now. My wife needs a reading. Well, guaranteed my front person blocked him. They were never allowed at my booth. We are not a burger, a latte, or a car wash. We are real people with our own needs, and we need to take care of ourselves. If we do, I'll give you the best reading of your life. But if you don't respect me, you do not come in my booth. Good for you. Good for you. Not many people are that way. Well, They'll just do it for just for the, for the money. But yeah, it right. is creating boundaries and taking care of ourselves. And, you know, I didn't have that in the beginning. 
but I've, <clears throat> I've read long enough full time that I know even if one month isn't good, the next month will be all right. You know, any uh, independent business is a roller coaster, but I don't worry anymore about, am I supposed to do this? Am I good enough? Which is when people clutch for the money. I know who I am. And frankly, the more we know who we are and we are relaxed and confident, it's like moss to a flame. Would you rather come to somebody who was obviously desperate for money or someone who was just relaxed and say, you're more than welcome into the booth? Exactly. And I look at things like that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are some weeks that are great. There are some weeks that are not great. But I, I trust that whoever will come will come in the right timing and it'll mm-hmm. be fine. Yes. It is fine. Now, let me ask you something. Um, yeah, what is it? I guess my question, because it's come up uh, to me many a times from my clients, the difference between someone who's a medium and someone who channels, is that the okay. same? No, no, it's okay. all mediums are psychic. Okay. But not all psychics are mediums. Another way to look at it, all pediatricians are doctors, but not all doctors are pediatricians. Right. When you mm-hmm. see it like that, then you understand it. Mediums specifically talk to dead people. Oh, Channels okay. can bring down spirit guides, angels, ETs. Um, for instance, Jane Roberts channeled Seth. Um, Esther Hicks channels Abraham. Pat Rodegast channeled Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. But... John Holland, John Edward, James Van Praal, Lisa Williams, they are mediums. They bring in dead Aunt Mabel. Oh, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I did not know the difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've been doing energy healing my whole life. <laughs> you know, I, I thought it's basically the same, but I, I guess it's not. Mm-mm. So, no. so if, if someone wants to know about like someone that's passed on, they, mm-hmm. they would look for a medium. That is correct. And we all work differently. Like I said, there was my buddy, Allie, press a button, boom, she's out. But with me, I work a little differently. I asked for their dog tags. For instance, my dad, Jerome Richard Dorkin, who died in 2001 at the age of 80. Notice that there is no information there, but it helps connect me into the energy. And what my guides do is it's almost like they play charades. I'll put my hands out for the energy. This means they smoked. This means there was an accident hand over the mouth may mean they were intubated or having trouble breathing when they passed. See, these are not, it's a rose, she loves you. And as soon as you and I have gotten, yes, there is enough solid detailed information that I know this is my uncle, Dan. I open the door and they can talk to you directly. No, it doesn't sound like them, but I will tell you exactly what they say without um, translation. For instance, there was a woman from York, Pennsylvania, but she had married a Texan and she wanted to speak to him. And I feel my head caught to one side and my arms go out wide and I hear, hey, baby, that's how we walked into the house every night after work. See, that's not it's a Rosie loves you. It is something that I could not have known. Yes. So she understood that was her guy. That was Reggie. That was her guy. That's when they know that you're authentic when you you say something because anyone could say, oh yeah, well he did love you or this or that, but when you you tap into something personal, mm-hmm. that's a yeah. whole different ball game for them. Yes, so and now, sometimes you know I'll come out with a phrase and they'll go, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do you sometimes see that the the person, the dead person? I or? see them here. I do not yeah. see them like cast with a friendly ghost. No, mm-hmm. I don't. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I know before you mentioned uh, angels and spirit guides, um, what is that? That's like a Venn. Do you remember Venn diagrams in in math? You had the two circles and then there was that. Uh Uh Well, the Venn diagram for spirit guides and angels is a donut. The Mm. center of the donut, they're angels. We all have at least one. They are with us from birth to death. They have our names in the back of their tunings, you know, like camp tags, because we can't make it out of here without angelic help. We just can't. Yeah. Spirit guides are the donut. Spirit guides grow and change as we do. They can be 
people you've loved before. They can be people you've loved in other lives. They can be ETs. They can be animal guides. They can be avatars. They can be energetic signatures. But spirit guides grow and change as we do. Just as you don't have the same teacher from kindergarten to PhD, you don't have the same guide that you had at 12 when you're 86 necessarily. Mm -hmm. And, and like angels, when you say angels, like uh, you're talking about, like, say, Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael. That's so right. The angelic realm. That's mm -hmm. right. Um, the experience I have with mine. In 2002, I was driving upstate New York. It was winter. I overcorrected my car. I took down a tree, a telephone pole, flipped the car. There were electrical wires all over it. And I wasn't wearing a seatbelt. At no time did I think I was going to die. Oh, I felt like it was an e-ticket at Disney. And when I got out, I had some bruises here. Blood pressure was 120 over 80. That was an angel driving that car that and car. protecting me from death. Because when I went to see my car at the place that had towed it, I really got shook because all the front passenger side and back were crushed, not the driver's side. Wow. I, I knew I was supposed to be here working at that point. That was God saying, you, you're drafted. It, it's amazing when things like that happen. That happened to me back East when I lived in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what I was thinking, but I went through a stop sign and here comes a car this way and a car this way. And they, I look and I, I see their face and I see myself, oh no. Right. I mean, that's all that went through my mind that I'm going to be hit this way yeah. and hit this way. I swear to you, what happens is all of a sudden the car is on the other side of the street. Mm -hmm. And how did the car get on the other side of the street? The people actually came out of the of their cars and they say they don't understand how my car that nothing happened and that mm -hmm. the car was on the other side of the street. And I had said at that moment, in my heart, like an angel just picked up my car and put it on the other side of the street, which That's is something right. crazy to, to say. But these two people were amazed that nothing happened and that how did the car get there? I, it just was what it was. Mm -hmm. It was a miracle. I was not supposed to have that accident that day. Mm -hmm. And exactly. then, then I said to myself, okay, you need never ever to go through a stop sign again because you need to really concentrate. So there was, there was the lesson there. Mm -hmm. You know, I was spared, exactly right. but there was, a, there's always a lesson. There's always yeah. something to learn, you know, from situations, I feel. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. So it, it's amazing. So have you seen angels? Do they actually show themselves to you? I have. I don't, they don't look like Hallmark card angels. The one experience I had seeing an angel was simply this brilliant, brilliant light. And um, I'm not going to talk about the circumstances because it was very private, but it was very obvious that I had the upstairs connection. And that is when I especially knew that. I had to do my work part-time. Remember, I said in the early 90s, um, all of a sudden I could do hands-on healing and talk to dead people. And that is when an angelic presence came in and basically said, we got you, honey. You're not alone. It's a beautiful gift when that happens. Stunning. But mm -hmm. I'll tell you, it is humbling. It's one of the other things that if you can with a psychic, find it. When we know we are here in service, it's not, I often say, you know, there are psychics who think their aura don't stink. But with me, the gifts that I was given have to be used in service, in compassion, in love, and in healing. Now, with that said, People will say, well, if you got this from God, you shouldn't be charging that selfish. It's a God's gift. And I yeah. said, yeah. Mm -hmm. In the old days, there were lots of people who did this for free. You know, you had a, a Celtic healer who would heal you for free, but it's because you voluntarily brought him a chicken or a cloak 
or some wood. You're not doing that here. And in order for me to do this full time, I have to charge because that's how we feed ourselves and pay for what we need. That is simply how the world works now. Yeah. And it's funny because many years ago, uh, you know, I had volunteered for on 9-11 to the, for the home port. Yeah. And um, of course, we, we didn't charge because that was all volunteer. But yeah. um, people would, would tell me, you know, they'd say, well, if, if you're doing energy work and it's from God's work, why don't why are you charging me? Well, because this is what I do. This is my purpose and passion. And I'm very uh, grateful for it. But I need to feed my family, too. You know, um, I explained to people, let's take a look at the four day show I used to do in Kitchener, Ontario. OK, uh, for one thing, the booth fee for the four days was almost a thousand dollars right there. I was on the road for five nights, which meant five nights at a hotel. Gas, tolls, feeding myself, paying the person who was my front person and being away from my husband for five days. I'm not going to do all that for free. I can't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, people have to understand that we we do this because this is what we're called to do. You know, we we have that sacred contract, I feel, with God and the angelic realm that, you know, this is our calling. But we have to get paid for it. And, you know, people will try to, you'll know the, the Yiddish expression, handle you, um, <laughs> get the deal. The ones that are usually said is, well, you're not doing anything right now. Why don't you read me for half price? Or can my friend and I come in for a reading, but we only pay for one? Or how about you do a reading for free and I'll tell everybody how good you are? Or I really want a reading, but I can't afford it. And they stare at you. Or as I said, you really aren't very spiritual. You're not doing it for free. And I turn that around and I say, let's look at it with a lot of normal professions. You go to your hairdresser and say, you're not doing anything right now. Why don't you cut my hair for half price? You say to the plumber, why don't you install my dishwasher and fix my shower, but I only pay you for one call. You say to the cleaning lady, clean my house a couple of times for free. And if you're good, I'll tell everyone you're good. You go to the dress shop. I really want that dress for my party. And you stare at them, hoping they're going to get it to you. Or you say to your doctor, what do you mean that you won't take care of me for free? You just want me to get sick and die. You're not very compassionate. And everybody says, I would never do that. I say, it's the same for exactly. us. Exactly. Exactly. It's the same thing for us. Mm -hmm. Same exact thing. Yes. You know, and, and like I, we, we don't charge for the, the reading or for the healing. We charge for our time. This is time, our time. Our mm -hmm. energy, the right. years of knowledge, mm -hmm. the uh, certifications we have. You know, I kid and I tell uh, rookie readers, it's always good to get paper trained. What's well, paper trained? Get your certifications, whether it's certified professional tower reader, uh, third, you know, Reiki three, mastery, whatever. Because when you can wave a piece of paper under somebody's nose, they really believe you. It's just the way of the world. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's funny because I've been a healer my whole life. My grandma was was my healer, and yeah. um, when we moved here, uh, in order for me to work anywhere, I had to have certifications. Now, mind mm -hmm. you, I started getting certifications back East, mm -hmm. but all they wanted to see was that piece of paper. And I said to myself, wow, you know, someone could be a really good healer, but not have that, you know, certification, mm -hmm. but it, it does help. Believe me, you have to have it. Yes. A mm -hmm. And it's good knowledge. I mean, you, you get to know what it, some other people, how they do their things. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, let, let me ask you a far-fetched question here. Can, because I know you hear all this dial a psychic and all this crazy. Can a psychic do uh, a reading over the phone without that person yeah. being in front of them? Look, I do all my readings over the phone or over Zoom or Skype. Oh, okay. And if people say, can that really work? I'd say, you know. If I could only read you when you're sitting in front of me, how do you know I'm not reading your body language? Oh, yeah. And to be honest, yeah, I work on one of the lines. It's best psychics directory. It's the Cadillac line. It's the ones where you have to be good. You're tested before you go. And why do I do that? Because I'm fast. 
Maybe all you need with me is four minutes to answer one question, and it's a lot cheaper to do that than hire me for a half an hour on my own website. I'm one of those weird people that I try to get people to spend less money, not more. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. So, you know, it, 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 it's not in my heart, I will never take advantage mm -hmm. because I wouldn't like it done to, to myself. Yeah, I agree. And once you take advantage of people, spirit's going to squint at you and say, did you forget the bargain? Did you forget you're supposed to do this in compassion and service, not to buy yourself an extra pair of shoes because you like the bling? And, you know, you look at spirit and you go, oops. So yes. sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll do we, that again. We don't get away with nothing when we're. <laughs> no. no, we don't, do we? Mm -mm. It's like, uh, it's, it's crazy. But again, you know, this is our pa passion. We, we have this sacred contract. And as, as challenging as, you know, sometimes our, you know, um, profession is, you know, to make the money all the time. Uh, we have to put that aside. Yes, we do. We do have to put it aside. So, you know, so, all right. So you do readings over zoom, over phone and how, how should a person come with questions? I think I may have asked you this before. It depends um, on what, how we're working. There are lots of things that I do. Um, I have readings that can go from the five minute, you know, quick one question to a full hour for a general reading. And that's all your practical stuff. Um, I have consultations, um, create your sentence of passion, uh, brainstorm your business. Mm -hmm. And then there is the soul plane reading, which is kind of the jewel in the crown. That is the work that I did with Robert Schwartz in his books on pre-birth planning. And that's when you have a life challenge, poverty, illness, uh, death of a loved one, parenting handicapped children, whatever it is that you keep stumbling up against and you can't figure out why am I dealing with this? Then based on the work I did with Robert, I will sit down, you have homework that you send me and then I'll get some clarification questions to understand the whole situation. Then I will sit down at 6.30 in the morning at my desk and I spend most of the day in deep trance meditation, bringing down past lives in detail, looking at your numerology, talking with your own soul, your higher self, what is this about? And then I spend an hour with you on the phone. So that's 12 to 14 hours of my work. That's my most expensive reading, but it's still cheaper than it should be because I only charge about 20% an hour of what I would charge if it was just a general reading because I want to make sure this is available for people who need it. It's not just for one percenters. Do people come back to you and then tell you, wow, you told me this like a year ago and now it's happened? Go look on my website. The testimonials are all there. Yes, mm -hmm. awesome. So let's get back to your book a little bit. So you've <laughs> written this incredible book that I've looked over um, all about how to find a psychic. Psychic, what made you write that book? Um, because there aren't any out there like that. There no, really aren't. Are. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the old saying, all boats rise when one boat rises. If I can show people how to choose wisely, how to find the psychic that will do the best work for them, tell them the difference between what we do and how we do it, show them questions they shouldn't ask, and when they should just get up and leave because the psychic is not legit, that's going to save so many people. You know, there's the old saying, one oh crap beats 10 attaboys. Remember that? So you can have great experiences with psychics and nobody really talks about them. But if one person feels scammed, it is all over social media. Over. Yes. So, you know, I used to worry because um, I've got one or two people over the years who really thought I was horrible. And, and they would write these horrible screeds on my review page on Google. And a friend of mine said, no, that's good. I said, why? She said, if every single review of you was perfect, they wouldn't believe it. So now you've got 119 reviews on Google. Two of them are bad. Uh -huh. Yeah. Then it automatically shows that the person who wrote the nasty one, the problem is them, not me. So 
Yeah. Or, you know, not everybody likes everybody. I mean, you know, exactly. I, I've sent one or two people uh, to somebody else because it just wasn't that that fit. You could just feel it. And and they wanted me to tell them certain things and they were not there. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. I know that you are in love with Roger, but Roger is happily married with two kids, a dog and a minivan. He's not going to leave his wife for you. And because I told them the truth, I'm a terrible reader. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. They, well, they don't want to hear the truth. No, they don't. So, so your book, is your book basically um, um, just for like the average person or or is, should other psychics? No. Well, like, actually, other psychics have read it and laughed because oh. I said, oh, my God, I wish I had this book when I was just starting out. Because there are some times when people should not have readings. And I give a couple of examples in the book. And I will. It is story time, my darlings. And I'm going to read you what we go through that it, it just drives us crazy. Please, please, please do not do this to us. Okay. Does Bruce think about me? No. Has he ever thought about me? Not the way you want. If I do such and such, will he think about me? No. Is he going to call soon? He isn't. Well, if he's not going to call soon, he's going to call later and notice that this person is beating on the psychic and turning the question two degrees every way possible, hoping that eventually the psychic will say, yes, Yes, he loves you and he wants seven babies with you, but he just doesn't know it yet. Oh, good. I thought so. No, we're not going that way, guys. <laughs> it's hysterical. It's the truth, though. But it happens. Oh, my God. It, <laughs> it does happen. Mm -hmm. I, I get that also. Well, why is this? Why is that? Please just stop. <laughs> you want to just scream at them sometimes. <laughs> you really do. You really do. And, and then the other thing is always about career. Okay. My supervisor at work is mean to me. Is she going to get any nicer? No. Is her supervisor going to make her stop harassing me? No. She's going to fire me? No. But if she doesn't like people, she fires them. Are you sure she won't fire me? It doesn't appear so in anything I am seeing. I have a meeting with her tomorrow. Is she going to fire me then or should I quit first? Are you not listening? Hello? Dawn breaks over Marblehead here. Not listening. It's hysterical. It's funny. Oh, you, know, you pat them on the head, but you make sure you do not read them again because they are not ready to listen. No, they. That's it. They don't. They're not listening. Mm -hmm. They're not listening to the truth. They want to hear something that is fabricated rather than you telling them this is really this is what's going to be. Yeah. Not what. You, it, it's not. They, they want to hear what they want to hear. That's what the thing is. And then there's the other side when someone sits at me and goes. I know I'm not supposed to tell psychics anything. Do it. And they're sitting there with this, you know, stone face and, and this body posture of all their shields up. And I just look at them and say, I'm sorry. That's like trying to climb Everest in sneakers. There's no grip. You got to want to be there with me, guys. Right. Don't play test the psychic. Don't decide, well, I'm going to show everybody that you're a fake, which is different from skeptics. I never mind skeptics. I respect them. Most of the time, they leave shaking their heads because they cannot explain how the heck I knew what I told them. Yes, exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like I yeah. say, skeptics are fine. Coming in to say, let's screw with a psychic is not fine. Right. Yeah. And even when, you know, with, with energy healing, mm -hmm. if they're not open and if they're so closed, it's really hard to clear mm -hmm. or, to, or to help them in any way. Yep. Yeah, it's it's like the little kid who says, uh, you know, I I hurt, I hurt, I hurt, and he's holding on to his knee that he scraped, and he won't let go of the knee so you can put on the you know bassin trace and bandage it. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's a wild wild world out there. It really, <laughs> so I is. could say. Do you, do you have your book in front of you? Can you show us a, a copy of it? Right here. It's what I was just reading from. I know. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. design. Yeah, the psychic um, willow brick road. How to find the real wizards and avoid the flying monkeys. <laughs> the flying monkeys. That's hysterical. Yes. Yeah. Well, I did make sure that the idea of the Wizard of Oz was in public domain. I couldn't use anything from the movie, but L. Frank Baum's book. Yes. And if you think about it, 
The real wizards, those are the psychics who are good. The flying monkeys are the Madame Hoo-Hahs and the Swami Swalandas that are really only concerned with burnishing their reputations and taking your money. Yes, exactly. So you are the real deal. That's all I could say. And I tell you, I love, I love your book. Love that that book. If any anyone is looking or thinking about going to a psychic, should read that book first. Yep, and it's paperback if you're in the United States, or it's on Kindle, and you can get it Kindle worldwide. So one more time, the name of that book. Yellow Brick Road. How to find the real wizards and avoid the flying monkeys. And I love that title. I love that title. <laughs> Your book is really phenomenal. Thank I have you to say, I've read quite many books, but when I read yours, I said, now this is the truth. Thank you. It's the Thank truth. You. So I, you know, it's like 50 stars for you or a thousand stars or whatever. Well, then I'll you know. tell you. <laughs> Guys out there, if you buy the book, thank you. I love it. But please leave a review on Amazon. It's self-published. And until you get 50 reviews on a self-published book on Amazon, they stick you on the back shelf behind the pickles. Unless oh, people yes. know to look for it, they won't see it. So yes, reviews are so important. Please, please, please. Yes, they are. So where can everybody get a hold of you and have a reading? Oh, they can't avoid me. They really can't. I'm all over the internet. My website is CorbyMitlide.com. You can find me on Facebook, Corby Mitlide Psychic at Fire Through Spirit. You can find me Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Medium, Patreon, YouTube. All of it is Corby Mitlide. And, and when this goes live on YouTube, Spotify, and everywhere else, we'll make sure that all of those links are on the bottom. That would be terrific. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I've, I tell you, reading your book and having you come on my show is a, truly an eye opener. Um, and, and I did I, my job. That's all <laughs> I ever asked. I know. It's like, uh, I thank you so much. And I thank you for writing an amazing book. I mean, that is the first one out there that I've ever read that really speaks the truth. Thank about you. psychics and mediums and angels and spirit guides and everything else. Uh, one more yeah. time, where can everyone get a hold of you? CorbyMitlide.com. It's a nice, juicy website with lots of information for you. Yes, it is. I, I already checked it out and there's a lot of information there. Corby, I thank you so, so much for coming on today. And um, uh, gee, a big thank you uh, to my listeners. And I hope that you heard today what you needed to hear. And visit me at motivateyourlife.net. And please subscribe to this YouTube channel, the Spiritual Warrior Coach Podcast. We're on Apple, iHeart, Chrome, you name it, we are everywhere. And we are also international, which I'm very proud of. Thank you, God. Um, so again, you know, subscribe and and. Give us a five star because all of my guests are amazing people, just like Corby. Um, and for those of you who may be interested in learning energy healing, check out my book on Amazon, Gentle Energy Touch, The Beginner's Guide to Hands-On Healing. So again, thank you, Corby, for an incredible interview. And thank you to everybody. And have a beautiful week filled with love and with light. Love, Barbara. <laughs>